Hello and welcome to our Mental Health Rocks podcast. We are on a mission to show the world that nobody is and never can be broken. Our episodes are dedicated to helping children and adults reconnect with and really understand their own mental health so that they can thrive no matter what circumstances they face. Your mental health, my mental health, our mental health rocks. So, this is the next in the series of of trusting your instinct, trusting your gut, trusting, betting on yourself, maybe, I don't know, that's just what's popped into my mind, Um, a series of podcasts that James and I are doing. And if you've just listened to James's powerful story last week, um, you'll know the importance of of really honing in and listening and trusting, really knowing the trust to have in yourself. And I think we all have had experiences of when when we've listened to ourselves and not the noise that comes with something that we've known what the next steps are to take. And I remember when I married Paul, my husband, and he, he doesn't have any children. He didn't have any children at the time. And... I had what can only be described as a horrendous history with getting pregnant and and, um, trying to have babies throughout my previous two long-term relationships. And uh, I taught Paul about this and and his mum had never had a a grandchild and his mum's lovely and his dad's lovely. And, you know, they were all like, wouldn't it be lovely if we could have a grandchild? And I think, oh my God, in my head, I was like, well, I sacked it off when I was 30. If I wasn't pregnant with another child by 30, I was never going to be pregnant again. So here I was, late 30s, even thinking about it. And I said, look, this is my history. This is the odds of what's going to happen. But let's just see what happens. If it's meant to be, we'll see what happens. And I fell pregnant and history repeated itself initially the first time when I was away on a holiday um so I lost that baby and then about a year later I felt pregnant again and this time there wasn't there wasn't all the excitement that there was the first time Paul's mum was like really excited the first time I'm going to be a grandmother Paul was just like I can't believe this is happening and I'm like whoa let's just calm it down a little bit and when we've got the baby that's when we get excited that the difference in experiences so the second time it was much more subdued it was much calmer it was much like okay let's wait and see what happens and then sure enough I was five weeks pregnant so all I was five weeks and I started showing the signs that it wasn't going to continue so as usual off I popped to hospital and because there wasn't actually a heartbeat the heartbeat starts between five and six weeks there wasn't actually the full heartbeat that was visible then they had to do blood tests to see if it was going to be a viable pregnancy. But somehow I was like, yeah, she's going to be fine this time. Right? She, she was going to be fine at five weeks. Right? No heartbeat, no nothing. And I had to have blood tests. So I had to have a blood test. And then let's just say my number was like 50. Um, 48 hours later, that number when I had to go back for a blood test would double to 100 then 48 hours, it would be 200, then it would be 400, then it would be 800, 16, 320, et cetera, et cetera. So after the 48 hours, 
your numbers, you know, they really rapidly um, expanded. However, after six days, my numbers hadn't even doubled how they should have done for the first 48 hours. So if there were 50, they went to something like 67 instead of 100. And the doctor basically said, the pregnancy is not going to be, is their term non-viable. It's not viable for life. It's, it's only going to be a matter of a time. I was like, right, okay. I thought, I don't know. I think she's going to be okay. <laughs> and this is what I said to my consultant. I went, I don't know, just, just got a feeling. And she was like, should we do a scan? But we do a scan, but just know that, um, you know, we're not, because this is like almost a week later, there should have been a heartbeat. If there's going to be a heartbeat there, they weren't expecting to find a heartbeat. And there was a heartbeat. All right. So I was like, there she is. Heartbeat. And what happened was every single week, I continued to go back. My number still didn't go up, right? Still just didn't go up every week. From week six to week 12, I had to go for a scan and I wouldn't let anybody come with me. <laughs> because the doctors were that convinced that this was going to, this was a non-viable pregnancy. That was there. They were that convinced that this was going to happen. It was only going to be a matter of time. My numbers were not just non, didn't compute for life. That's basically what they were saying. It wasn't going to happen. So each week she was okay. Each week she was still there. Each week I would come out of the hospital, go to a little car park where there was a little, um, there's like a little bit of a bus stop, but a little bit of parking. Then I would phone Paul and say, she's still here every week and then it went to every fortnight and then it went to every month and even though throughout the time the full pregnancy she you know there was because I was in that hospital like a flipping yo-yo um threatening to not for to not stay there right but she was still there right and it was just like yeah she's going for the scan right yeah she's going to be fine she's going to be there she's going to be fine she's going to be there she's going to be fine she's going to be there then it got to a week before christmas and i had my scan and tried do you want to come for another scan next week for christmas <laughs> so i went on christmas eve and just go into that scan just because because my consultant had a really good relationship and she was lovely and then it got to january and she was like right okay so they were going to let me give birth any time after 29 weeks so basically it was like, you know, I was all, I was, I think by then I was, thought I was going to go, I was, could literally be going any time. And I said, that's fine. We're just going to let that happen if that happens. And, and I got to 33 weeks and she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I'm not going to 40. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. We're not taking that risk. I went, well, just, I think she's about ready to come out now. So we booked in for the next week and they induced me and then she was born and there she was. And the consultant came and said to me, she said, you've said this baby was a girl. And I, and I never found out what sex she was. I had to go for all, because I was older, I had to go for the down scans and all of the, every single week I had scans. I never asked, I never checked. She was a girl all the way throughout. And she come and she said to me, she was like, I'm so pleased this baby's here. And she was like, she's just gorgeous. I, went, I know, it's true. She went, but how you call this baby a girl, you call her she, throughout now I knew obviously it was a girl because she got the results from the, the Downs testing that I did so she got was all the sex testing as well so she knew as well but obviously I didn't want to know and so, so I never found out she's like how did you know and I went well you know the one that I had last the year before she went yeah but that was a boy and she went well how do you know that I went I just know she went do you want me to go and check and she went away and she checked my 
my record and she come back and she went yeah it was I went yeah no and this is how we have this in it knowing inside us that when we don't get I mean there's, there was so many times when I was threatening to lose her there's so many times when noise the noise got or it tried to get the better of me tried to get the better of my knowing right that noise of what the hell are you doing this for? You're putting everybody through this. Everyone's just going to get hurt again. You should know better. I had all of that noise going on. But there was still that, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's going to be okay. And she's here. And she's 12. And she's a little horror. <laughs> she's not. She's lush. But we can have so much noise. But the difference is the noise isn't the knowing. And when we just... Let the noise settle and let the knowing come up. It can speak louder than the noise ever can. That's my story of knowing. That was amazing to listen to. And the, I was just scribbling while you were talking then, Jules, because you mentioned numbers and the thing that just came up for me is just it's not just about the numbers it's about what you know not what the numbers are saying but about what you know like just here could feel that knowing that you had and that connection that you had as knowing not just that she was going to be fine but that she was a she as well like you knew that (laughs) yeah that's 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 so powerful just the detail that you had around your little girl from start to finish is such a wonderful story so thank you for sharing thank you hopefully someone's got some noise going on at the moment if someone's being taught something's not going to not not viable can't happen ah, say bollocks to that <laughs> yeah that. Yeah, absolutely. That that is going to be again just really, really helpful for anyone listening to really know, just to know. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you would like to find out more about what we are up to in the world. You can follow us on Instagram. Give us a follow at Our Mental Health Rocks. Or you can catch us on our Facebook page, which is Our Mental Health Rocks.